This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to the Broadcast Podcast. Um, I'm Tom, the Director of Broadcast, and again, I've got with me Tim Simmons from Christchurch, Manchester. Tim, how are you doing? I'm very well, Thomas. How are you? I am I'm well, thank you. Yes. Um, today, I want to start a, a new direction with the podcast for the next few episodes, where we talk about the culture war, which is a, a grand way of saying it, uh, but it's the way it seems to commonly be referred to these days. But what I'm getting at when I talk about the culture war is there just seems to be an increasing polarisation happening in our world between people who have different opinions on politics and society and on the way things should go. And I think there's always been a sense in which there has been different opinions, but somehow now things seem a bit more intense, seem a bit more divided than ever before. And so I thought it'd be good to just have a conversation about what's happening, what this is, what our experience of it is as church leaders. And uh, then when we come back into it next week and the week after, maybe look at what we can do with this as well. So um, just a, a disclaimer as well, we're not cultural analysts. You know, I sometimes listen to podcasts and people do a really good job of dissecting all the trends that get you to where you are. And I love podcasts like that. But that's not what I am and that's not what Tim is. We're people who work for a church. We engage with this stuff on the ground. So we're doing this at a very ground level. What is the experience of this like? And hopefully we can ask questions that a lot of you who are involved in church work are asking as well. And we can notice things that maybe you're noticing as well and just start a conversation about it. So that's the plan today. And Tim, I just want to start by getting uh, your perspective really uh, on culture war and when was it that you first noticed that something was happening? Uh, I mean I think it's always rumbled on in the backgrounds uh, really so I'm not sure there was a, a moment I noticed it um, I just that I think if you engage in social media and you watch the news or consume uh, news media in some ways there there is culture war so um for example I, at the weekends i will buy the guardian newspaper which is a relatively liberal lefty newspaper um but other members of my my wider family uh, will buy the daily telegraph which in the uk is the more right-wing side of things uh, and so um when they are with us i will read the telegraph and the guardian and you realize that they both of those are in culture war in some way um because they're they're coming at often the same issue from a different point of view, often having remarkably similar conclusions, but would never own up to that. Um, so so I, I think it's always kind of rumbled on. Um, you know, you could argue it might have started with the printing press, but I'm sure um, there was more of that in more culture war happening then. So I, I'm not sure I noticed it. I think what I did notice is uh, pastors engaging in it, a lot more and it becoming part of their job 
and even pastors being told off or, or I don't, yeah, or, or leaned on to make a comment and become those cultural analysts. So you're absolutely right, Tom. Neither of us are cultural analysts. Both of us like to read. Both of us like listening to podcasts. So both of us kind of take this stuff on, but would never claim to be experts in it at all. Um, but I, I've noticed that actually pastors are, people want them to stand up for things, usually their own particular issue and to become those cultural analysts so I, I think for me I would have I think in the last 10 years or so that has really shifted um, so I remember being at a, a conference about um, uh, gender and identity and all of that sort of stuff that was the talk and the main part of the talk was the the, um, the speaker saying you pastors need to engage in this you need to talk publicly about this and he wasn't just talking about sermons on Sunday was talking about social media content and all of this um which I thought was a that was an unusual statement but now it's become very common I think um what do you think when did you notice Tom I think there's a, an element to which my answer's the same as yours it's been an always thing um I remember around when Brexit was happening I could see it was quite strong then um the Trump v Clinton election in America again pretty strong then but at that moment in time, I was experiencing it as something that was quite distant from pastoral ministry. It was something going on on the news. You, you know, you read a few articles and you have your opinions as well. And we are we're not just observers of a culture war, but to different extents, we we take sides, don't we? We we vote one way or another way on different things. And so th there'd be that level of participation. But there was one moment that it really hit me how big this was in church world. And this was when I was meeting with uh, a guy for, for a coffee, pretty new to the church and pretty new Christian as well, actually. Um, I was just asking him to tell his story and, you know, he'd become a Christian watching some videos on YouTube. I'm like, really nice guy. I got well with him. And then he started doing a little rant and he did a little rant about the media and you know when someone rants on the media being too right-wing or too left-wing it kind of gives their own perspective away uh, depending on what they think the media are and um, yeah he was saying that the the media doesn't uh, give much time for Christian perspectives and nationalist perspectives and he used the two terms interchangeably as though to be a Christian meant that you were necessarily a nationalist I was like flip okay I'm, I'm I'm out of my depth here I don't know what to do I don't know where this comes from and then was uh, hearing more from this guy and finding out that his plans for the weekend was attending a Tommy Robinson rally and I was like okay I'm, I'm really out of my depth here I don't know I don't know what to do and then reflecting on it I was realizing there were echoes of the conversation that I'd had with this guy that weren't to the same extent and that weren't caricatured in the same way that he was going to Tommy Robinson stuff. But I was seeing that the same kind of underlying ideas and the media are doing this and the world's like that had actually crept up in conversations that other people had been wanting to have with me as well. And so I was seeing, okay, wow, there is this um, perspective that I guess you'd call it the right of the culture war has that they're wanting to bring those assumptions into this is what we do as church. And then I was thinking, actually, then 
The opposite's true as well for people who'd be on the left of the culture war and loads to do with, you know, identity politics and, you know, different ways of addressing the problems in the world, but through uh, some quite rigid solutions that they'd come up in conversations as well. And just the sense that these guys weren't thinking, I have a perspective and some people see it differently, which had always been how I approached political stuff, like the Brexit debate. I'd always think like, well, I think this, and I know some people think that, and we can have a conversation about it. These people weren't thinking that. They were just thinking, well, this is obviously the only perspective that anyone who reads their Bible and who's an actual Christian would have. And if you don't think that, you're kind of mad, and I need to persuade you differently. Um, and have you had any conversations that resemble those kind of ones that I'm talking about? Uh, no, not particularly. Not from the, the right of the spectrum, shall we say. Um, I haven't seen that. Uh, and there is a little... I mean, I, I would observe it in social media um, before I largely tapped out uh, of that. Um, so I, I would see that definitely coming through more and more. Uh, I think the influence of America and American social media firms um, and American um, pastors who uh, have much bigger followings, which works to the algorithm, which means they're in front of us a lot more. Um, I think the influence of them is, is not to be underestimated, um, the, uh, which I, I think plays into a lot of what you're talking about there now, i think i've noticed it increasingly from the other side so uh, as we've talked about in previous podcasts we have quite a lot of uh, younger people come through the church so students um 18 to 25 year olds and i've noticed that um, demographic shifting in their worldview over so we've been in I think I've been involved in student work for about 20 years in manchester for about 12 13 years uh, and in the last seven years or so I would say it has really shifted in terms of worldview so um, their their ethics their understanding of identity their kind of baseline philosophy about what humans are has shifted hugely so uh, I would I would say that I've seen it more from that side of things and they they like you said that that comes into church life in um, their expectations of justice their understandings of what justice actually is uh, I think is um yeah, we, I've really noticed that coming. Yeah. So in those conversations that you've been having with people coming from that angle, what's been your experience of how strongly people are holding the views? Because for me, when I think culture war, it's, it's more than just there are people who have different views. We, we seem to be saying that there's an entrenchment, there's a kind of a, a battling on this, which as you rightly pointed out, social media makes everything seem more polarised and seem worse on this. But have you been noticing that in the conversations you've had as well, that what what I think is obviously right on this and um, people who think differently, they're, they're mad, they're not Christians. Or have, has there been any of that in it? Um, it so I th- the, the right-wing element... Uh, well, seems to put it like you're right the nationalism and christianity they're all so that cultural christianity which i think is really american rooted mm-hmm. and is is not as true in the uk as perhaps it was 50 60 years ago um so uh, so from the left it isn't so much if you don't believe this you're not a christian um 
so for example the kind of um uh, a more traditional um sexual ethic should we say what uh, what we believe about uh, sex and gender and all of that sort of stuff um it that is uh so that is obviously um, out of date, shall we say, in, in the world. So it, it's not even that you, you if you don't believe this, you're not a Christian. It, it, it's almost they come to us with how, how on earth can you believe anything apart from what the world now says? I mean, it's, it's almost like water is wet. It's not even an argument. It's just a, this is a fundamental, we just, we believe this. Nobody believes that stuff you uh, would believe anymore um and i've noticed it in um i've got teenagers in high school um and uh, that would be true for all of their friends and their teachers as well i think mm. it's what they're it just becomes the the kind of um part of the narrative of the pastoring of the school it, it, that is in there as well as what they encounter in um, news and in um social media as well so uh, but it doesn't tend to come from a if you don't believe this you're not a christian it's uh it's it's more of an argument against christianity now i i think yeah no, that makes sense so if you don't believe this you're not a thinking human you're not a um, compassionate person you're not someone i really want to deal with rather than question the faith element of it um yes. so kindness compassion justice all very very christian um mm. biblical concepts have been detached from Christianity, so uh, which has been well covered by many other people. Um, but would, Christianity is now bigoted, you know, anti-person, unkind, anti-justice, anti-the poor. Actually, because uh, they would look at um, uh, you know some of our more prominent uh, Christian voices being quite right-wing. Um, so yeah, so that. I, so Tom Holland, he talks about it loads. He's, one of his podcasts, they do a history of culture war, the rest is history podcast. And it, he said, effectively, culture wars are arguments about theology, except mm. nowadays they won't, people who are arguing wouldn't own up to it being theology. Um, that it was just a, a way that humans have to be. Uh, but actually it's for kindness and goodness and justice and all of those things. But it's theology without the Theo, without the God bit in it. So, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a real good observation that this is a theological argument, um, which even when I think about the way people argue and the way they they hold beliefs, when you're bringing it down to a theological level, the, these things are central, they're core identifiers. These aren't abstract debates around peripheral views, but they're, they're very invested uh, and, and so people, when they're arguing these positions, it's hard to find a solid footing on which to say, right, we agree about this, so let's have a conversation about that, because these things are becoming the most core things people think. And if you disagree with someone's theology, you think they're a heretic. <laughs> so it's it's an argument over theology and heresy, and um, we, we used to burn heretics, now we cancel them, so that, that would be... Uh, how yeah. the world has shifted. That was an interesting elders meeting when we changed that policy. <laughs> Kidding. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> so here's a question then. Um, we've talked a bit about CCM Fallowfield, or not by name, but that's the, the site where a lot of the students and younger people 
in the church guide. But that's not the only site of CCM. Um, I know you're involved over in Gorton, which is a community um, in one of the more deprived parts of Manchester. And that site has people from a range of different backgrounds, cultures, social class and all of that. Um, so we're not just talking about a university-based thing, but do you, do you reckon culture war is a thing that is a game mainly played by educated elites? Do you think it hits the lives of ordinary people? Do you think, um, you know, people in the struggles of life? What's the engagement like there? Is it different somehow in your experience? Mm, that's very interesting. Um, I mean, we do have, um, so we have people from different nations who uh, have joined us because they've sought asylum here or been refugees or whatever. Um, and some of them come from relatively conservative um, African nations. And so their worldview is is quite different to a white Western, um, maybe university educated uh, type place, but they, they are university educated, but from in a different nation, entirely different culture. Um, and so they come at it completely differently. Um, I don't, it's a really good question. How much do people genuinely engage with this stuff? If you think about people have got their jobs, they got family, they got social life. I think actually lots of people engage on it on a low level basis. Uh, and um, in their use of social media, I think people do, it does kind of bumble along uh, in your background. And it may be just that one mate you've got on, on your Instagram feed who will go on about a particular issue and the rest of it is just photos of pizza and holidays. Um, but I think there is that kind of low-lying thing. Now, now, if you're engaged in Twitter, it's probably that suggests it's a, a higher level of it. But I, I think most of the time, when you're kind of engaging with people pastorally, um, it isn't these issues at all. Uh, people aren't thinking about this stuff. Uh, they are, you know, if there are issues in their life, they want help with those things. And it's not usually, you know, Tim, what do you think about Brexit or this whatever particular issue? Um, it, it is much more, you know, I'm struggling with this. I'm going to lose my job. I've got ill health, you know, my problems in marriage or, you know, I've got this hope for the future. How do I take steps forward into it? So that I'm almost all of the time, that's what we I encounter. Uh, with the occasional culture-wary conversation. Um, but, yeah, so it, I, I'm not sure it's as ingrained in kind of normal life as people would have us believe. Um, yeah, what do you think? I, I think so, yeah. Um, I think most people, whether they think they're in a culture war or not, they are because they've got opinions about things and culture war tends to be fought on a proxy level usually different issues come to the fore but things around gender things around sexuality things around race these are the conversations that are preoccupying culture war um, actually bled into a bit of covid response as well being a proxy culture war issue and i think if you ask people those questions they'll, they'll know what they think about stuff and uh, they'll have views on um, you know, equal marriage, they'll have views on race relations, and some might have what we might call a, a more left-wing view, some might have what we'd call a more right-wing view, and they might not use those terms, they just say, well, this is what I think, this is my 
opinion on stuff. But it's only a, a certain proportion, which I think is a smaller proportion than we'd think because of the noise that they make that are really spending their time shouting about these issues and making it into a war. I think for most people, it's just, well, this is my opinion. And they're not as bothered about the church speaking exactly their language and even speaking to exactly those issues. As you say, there's other things that they want and that most of their prayers are about different things. Um, so I think that is a, a thing to, to be aware of. But I think then for those people, often the problem is the 10% or whatever it is who really do want to make a fuss of it, start having to go at them, start getting in the face, start saying stuff that's obnoxious and pretty infuriating. Um, I, I want to mainly next time go into what we do about it, but just since, since the conversation's going there, what do you reckon the right play is for a church that, um, you know, most people aren't that fussed about these things, but you've got one or two people who really do have a bit of a bee in their bonnet about it. Like, How, how much do you let that person kind of stir the pot a bit and how much do you just try and simmer it down? Um, well, I get, it depends on the person, the issue, the church, the place, the point in history, all of those sorts of things. I, I mean, I always feel for stuff like this, we, we've got to know what we want to do as a church. So I, I was talking with another pastor in town and we were talking about coming out of COVID um, and actually being able to meet again as a, as a church, like in person on a Sunday and the decision-making process in that and the anxiety that there was around that uh, from, you know, we all experienced it from pastors to um, members of the church um, and uh the difficulty there is in that and that that actually was fraught with culture war and theological arguments from people being well we just need to trust god so that we won't get sick and meet together to others saying well, we need to trust god and look after each other and, and delay meeting together they were both kind of real um we, we heard both of those things in different ways and i know some pastors who really you know battled with that stuff um and i, I was reflecting actually we came out of uh, lockdown and started meeting on Sunday again with a vision to plant six more sites um, and so for us it was that we're going to do this thing and we're going to lead into it and my mate who's a pastor uh, he, he was like yeah actually I hadn't realized we we started in a brand new venue um, so we had effectively a vision to make this new venue work so there was momentum and purpose and stuff to do and this is what we're doing next as a church and he said, he said, most of our people came back very happy um, without any real issues, which I think in CCM we basically found as well. Um, so I wonder whether this culture war stuff and having the, the noisy people speaking up is perhaps because maybe there isn't much else going on. <laughs> so you wonder whether, OK, if the, the church has a clear look, we, you know, we've got this project to look after the poor. We're, we're running after these alpha courses. We're community groups are now going to work in this way or we're going to look after this we're going to work into this particular nation we're going to plant churches whatever it might be a kind of a, like this is what we are going after together as a church and you wonder in those moments it's, so people speak up and want to argue about particular issues like well that issue is important to you that's fine um 
we're but we're this is what we are doing this is what our emotional energy as a church is going into so do you want to be part of that uh, you know do you want to get on board with that so i, I think there is a, a vision and direction element to it which is a bit simplistic um but uh for me that feels like that so if we're dealing with with culture war stuff even with the kind of do you wear masks again you know all that coming back into church stuff it we were really look we want to plant churches we're going to start another one in in february we need to gather we need to meet we need to pray we need to push forward in those things um which made it it kind of diluted the whole conversation then it put urgency into it to moving forward as opposed to arguing um about going backwards so um yeah does that make sense it does it makes a lot of sense um yeah i mean i i think there is a a bit of difference and you, you said this at the start depending on the issue and and you gave a lot of other caveats but i think the issue itself is quite important so something like masks we've all got our views on should masks be compulsory in this setting or that setting or whatever and i'm sure many of us have had our views change at different moments based on where the pandemic was at and stuff but there isn't anything in the Bible that talks about whether to wear a face mask or not. What we're really doing is reading what the Bible does say about other things and trying our best to abstract some principles from it that we're then trying our best to apply to this. And it's quite a few steps removed from what the Bible actually says. And so with an issue like that, I think there has to be a let's, think the best of each other that's a strong cultural thing let's love each other let's have the conversation respectfully and where we land we land i think some of the other issues that the culture war touches on really does go into stuff that the bible more directly speaks about so think about you know the way people of different race relate to each other that's an issue that the bible really does speak a lot about so I think it's a lot harder on an issue like that to then say, well, you know, some people think that, some people think that, let's just get on. We want to say, no, that's a real core bit of what we believe. We believe that, um, you know, racism has no place in the kingdom of God. We should be actively opposing it. And so sometimes it feels like you do have to take a stance on a culture war issue and stand with some people who are making a lot of noise because the noise they're making is right and it's compatible with where we're going and sometimes you stand against people who are making a lot of noise because you know it's, it's the other way and I think that will happen on both sides of the culture war on different issues there'll be certain elements where you think actually the um the, the sexual ethic in the bible feels a lot more conservative the uh, the approach to to the poor feels a lot more um kind of left wing and community-based and communal and collectivist uh, there's all sorts in the bible that will push at the assumptions on both sides and so i i think i heard someone say a while ago about um you know christians avoiding the culture war i'm not sure that's possible i i think that these are real questions about real issues some of which we are pretty invested in others maybe less so but issue by issue I, I don't think there's like a, a let's opt out of all the stuff to do with the poor and to do with race and to do with sexual ethics and to do with gender 
if you can't do that if you're reading and teaching the Bible. But I think usually what happens is the questions raised in the culture war, we recognize the questions, we recognize the issues and the problems. Maybe we don't fully agree on the solutions being proposed. And through the Bible, we've got a better set of answers to tell. And when we back off, we're, it's like we're seeding the ground for both sides on the culture war to debate the answer when there's answers in the kingdom of God that are stronger than both. Um, I don't know if any of that makes sense. No, it does. It does. I think my issue, so it's interesting the use of the word war in it, isn't it? And in a war, you're looking to kill the opposition or take them captive or invade their lands. You're actually not looking to win hearts and minds and change time. When we invaded Iraq, one of the, the mantras was we're going to win hearts and minds. And the reality is we were invading someone else's country and shooting and killing people. So the, 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 the issue with war is a, a difficult thing. So should we take part in a culture war? Think, well, I don't think like, do I need to make grand statements about stuff? Do I need to state our opinion on things really clearly? And like in the public sphere, do I need to be part of that? that great debate where very few people change their minds, they just state opinion, and it is is broken from relationship and community, um, then no, I don't think we need to be part of that. Um, do I need to hear the lessons? So um, when the, the with the George Floyd, uh, what happened to him, and all that came after that, do uh, white church leaders need to sit back, listen, and then look at their church and ask themselves very difficult questions and have uh, black church leaders come and ask us very difficult questions. We absolutely do. We, and without doubt, we do need to move forward and make change um, and admit wrongs and repent for wrongs in all sorts of things we need to do. Um, but for me, that doesn't feel like culture war. That feels like growing up and being humble and allowing the Holy Spirit to change us. Um, if, if we read the, the book of Acts, seems to be a, there seems to be a culture war there between um, uh, Jewish believers who wanted uh, new Christians to behave in a very Jewish way. And then uh, the, the Gentile believers who were arguing for something very different. Um, and so you're, you're looking there at how that played out and thinking, well, what can we, we learn from that? Actually, there needs to be humility. And we actually do need to look at issues that prevent people from finding God um, and prevent people from being an active part of communities. So I am not in any way interested in being part of a war, but I am interested in us becoming more like Jesus. And so if there are things that come in the great narrative of, of the nation and if, of kind of our, our news, um, our news media that we need to learn from and hear from, uh, then for sure, we absolutely need to engage in that. Yeah, that's a lot harder, what you've just said, than what many people want to do. Like, it feels an easy solution to find someone on social media who said something wrong and then shout at them. Uh, and it feels a lot harder to examine our own hearts for where there's prejudice or where there's sin or where there's disrespect for others or where there's selfishness or greed or whatever it might be on a given issue. It's, it's just a... I don't know. It's an easy get out to to find other people and shout at them and leave our own hearts untouched. And I really like what you said, because it is about following Jesus. It is about addressing these issues, firstly, as disciples ourselves and seeing what we can learn, seeing what the way of Jesus is. And then as pastors and teachers to be 
humbly leading others in that way. And that's one-on-one -on -one conversations, it's group setting, it's, it's preaching and training as well comes into it. And, um, and that isn't about taking people down. But I mean, I guess on the war thing, Paul talks about, you know, we're not at war with flesh and blood and that's key, but there is a sense of strongholds and ideas and ideologies that belong to the kingdom of darkness. And, um, and when we think about those things, then there, there is a, there's a conflict, isn't there? And there's a, a speaking truth into darkness that's, that's important to do. But usually the terms of that are nothing like the way our culture conceives the, the, the culture war. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, it, it's been a fun conversation just to bat it around. As we said at the start, we're not, um, you know, social analysts. We don't um, have all the trends and movements down, but we are people who are, who are on the ground, who are trying to deal with this and, and make sense of what we're experiencing. And hopefully us just batting this around helps you as you're processing and trying to work through this in your own context and in your own church as well. Um, we'll be back on next week and we'll try and think about then, you know, as churches, how do we uh, position ourselves in this, um, which I think today's conversation has already alluded to a bit, but what can we do around it and, uh, and explore as well how we serve people because uh, it's all well and good to think of ideas, uh, but it's people who we're, we're dealing with and serving and pastoring and where they come into it. So that's where we'll be going. Uh, I hope you have a, a great week, everyone, and we'll see you next time.